Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the LaughSpin podcast. I am Dylan Godino, editor of LaughSpin.com, which is hopefully where you go for all your comedy news, interviews, and comedy info. I want to let you know right off the top that the LaughSpin podcast is also part of the All Things Comedy Network, which you should surely check out at allthingscomedy.com. There you'll find podcasts with Bill Burr, Ari Shafir, Al Madrigal of The Daily Show, Tom Papa, Harlan Williams, and many, many more. If you're not familiar with the Last Spin podcast, maybe this is your first time listening. Uh, if it is, welcome. I'm, I'm glad you decided to tune in. Uh, but I'll explain what the Last Spin podcast is uh, just very briefly. Each week, uh, myself and co-host Mike, we deliver what we... We basically consider a, a comedy news digest headlines ripped from laughspin.com and delivered to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and most recently we're on tunein.com if that's something you're aware of. And, um, and sometimes when we're not delivering straight up news, we record special episodes of the Laugh Spin podcast, which feature interviews with comedians, and that's exactly what you are listening to right now. Today's interview is with uh, comedian Mike Kaplan. This chat I had with Mike, however, um, it was done in March of this year uh, while I was covering Gilda's Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids, where where he was performing. Um, Laugh Fest, by the way, I should tell you, is it's an amazing ten day event with some of the biggest names in comedy, and all the proceeds go to Gilda's Club in Grand Rapids. I I I, I I get it that Grand Rapids and Michigan doesn't seem like a hotbed of comedy, but seriously, I highly suggest you take a trip to Western Michigan next year uh, to check out with the uh, with the good folks at Gilda's Laugh Fest can do. They do an outstanding job. Anyway, I had a lovely chat with Mike while I was there. Uh, I've been covering Mike for years, and I've really enjoyed seeing him excel. He was part of the top five on Last Comic Standing in 2010. He's been on Craig Ferguson many times, Conan twice, Letterman twice. He's had a half-hour special on Comedy Central, and he'll be coming out with his first hour special later this year. However, the reason we're bringing you this interview now is because he's just released his brilliant, it's brilliant, his new album, Meet Robot on Comedy Central Records, uh, which you should definitely check out. Um, so what do we talk about in this interview? We talk about uh, a great many things uh, during our chat, but I, ha I have to admit, we spend a lot of time talking about Mike's open relationship philosophy, which, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a dude, makes so much sense, especially coming from a well-educated, smart guy like Mike. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the interview as much as I enjoyed conducting it. Uh, if, oh, and by the way, and if you hear background noise, uh, let's call it ambiance uh, during the interview. It's because we did this interview in a lounge area in Grand Rapids uh, where other human beings were around talking and, uh, and eating hors d'oeuvres and, and such. So uh, without further ado, uh, here is my interview with Mike Kaplan. Enjoy. We're here with Mike Kaplan. Uh, we're, we're, we're at Gilda's Laugh Fest. The third annual. We're in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, how's it treating you so far, buddy? I literally got here like one minute ago. So, so far, so good. I got a, uh, a free drink. I'm in the right place. I got free food in the wrong place also. And uh, so far, and I love it here. I, I was here two years ago. 
And I remember it was the first place I ever learned that Marriott had like a luxury version of their hotel. Yes. So a JW Marriott. It's yep. just, it's super. Uh, it was a, and they, they're just such, it's such a great festival. I mean, obviously, like it's such a great festival. The hotel is good. There's free drinks and food. And also the shows are great. Uh, I mean, like the show that I did, uh, I think I did one show here two years ago. Maybe I did a couple. And they were like well attended. They were like, I mean, this whole festival is like super well put together, well run. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing, uh, I think I'm doing like three shows tonight. So, yeah. Excited. It's good. Free food, free drinks. It's, uh, you can't, you can't really beat it, Mike Kaplan. Nope. Uh, try anyone else. I, I'm not trying to beat it. Yeah. And what, 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 um, I am, I am at the age and I am at the, uh, at a point in my life where I'm trying to find, I see you're drinking, uh, what I would consider an adult drink. Oh, sure. It tastes real, new, it tastes real good. You could try it if you want. Does it really? No, it, it tastes like shit, right? No, no, it, it tastes okay. like, it tastes gingery. So, so what is this, Mike? It's, it's a Kentucky Frenchman. It's got bourbon, ginger, liquor, some kind of bitters. That is not bad at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm, uh, I'm not a person who drinks real, real, Fancy man grown-up drinks, especially, yeah. you know, I don't even know, that's not the way you talk about drinks. Fancy man grown-up <laughs> drink, please. <laughs> that, this is probably what they'd give you if you asked for that, so. That is not bad. And is that, does that fuck you up? Oh, I don't, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, I mean, it wasn't very, it wasn't very much. Yeah. Uh, Content-wise, volume, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, I I used to, you know, in New York, you drink, you get drink tickets for a lot of shows. You get a lot, you perform at a club around the country. Usually, you get free drinks and whatever. So you have to figure out. I gotta figure out a way to pace myself. So I have to drink some things that I like less. Like I learned to drink wine. That's my grown-up drink. Right. Yeah, I'm still I'm still getting there. Like I'm at the point where like I come home. And I, I, I have two kids. I'm married. I was gonna say, yeah, you're a father. You're a grown up, right? So I'm, so I'm, I'm constantly asking other grown up types, like, what's a good sipping whiskey? <laughs> what's, what's something I could drink, and it could dull the pain, and I could fall asleep feeling better about myself. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, I just broke up with a girl because she wants kids and I don't, and I'm p potentially regretting the decision, but sounds like I'm doing okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's good. Being, <laughs> being a father is, is nice, uh, but there's just no middle ground. If, if you like your life um, with some sort of uh, middle ground, with some sort of, um, I don't know, steady, steady, like consistency, that it's not it's not for you because you either I either love my kids and want to hug them and kiss them uh, or I want to run from the house screaming yeah there's no middle ground I like uh, I like the girl I she never made me want to run screaming so yeah. I want I just wanted her to not want kids yeah and I totally have having uh, b being married and having kids I totally understand uh, both of those concepts being completely absurd. I enjoy being married. I enjoy having kids. Also, I don't know why I'm, I'm doing either of them. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 35. Okay. So uh, you're, you're a year ahead of me. Um, yeah. I got one year to get as mature as you. That's right. That's right. And you have one year to get one year. You, you're behind on getting as drunk as me. It's Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, I was never a big drinker, but I'm, I'm trying to become one. I'm trying to become uh, a bigger <laughs> drinker. 
uh, and, uh, and, and and hopefully because that'll help your kids develop. They'll have you know you'll be like yelling and throwing stuff, and they'll be like we they'll bond with each other. They'll be like, what's going on with dad? They'll become artists. You know, there's all kinds of that's, things. That's right. That's yeah. What do you you just gonna hug him and kiss him and stuff? And then they're like, whatever, boring adults. Exactly. Exactly. They're gonna be bankers. They're gonna be successful <laughs> and rich. Uh, take care of you in your old age. What do you want? What do you want that for? Yeah, I, that's uh, that's 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 nonsense. You um, okay? So you broke up with a girl. Uh, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Thank now, now, you. Now you um, something about you that I didn't know that I actually heard on uh, another podcast. Uh, is it the Gentleman's Podcast? Did that you... it, I have done a podcast of that name. Now that that is when I've you know I've I've known you and I've interviewed you uh, over the years. And uh, it's been great to see you you uh, grow and, and flourish like a fucking flower as a, as a comedian. Thank you. And uh, as a flower. And as a flower. I'm more of a flower now. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I didn't know about you is that you, when you start dating someone, you have this policy where you're, you're, it's, it's basically like an open relationship. Is that? Yeah. Not only when I start, yeah, all the way through. That's... Uh, the, it's a thing that I've been, I learned about, you know, like years ago. Like I, I was married and my marriage uh, t- was to a woman who introduced me to the concept of like the word polyamory and the concept, right. which I don't necessarily specifically identify with, but I mean, it resonates with me somewhat. Uh, but I mean, I think that's more about having like multiple relationships going on at any given time, which I'm not opposed to, but isn't my, you know, sort of the main thing. Mostly... Uh, and my marriage wasn't open until sort of the end. We tried a little bit, uh, but it was sort of out of the wrong motivation. We were already sort of on the way out, and we're like, maybe this will be what we want, right. not each other. Uh, <laughs> but after I, so I thought that I would be, I was just a serial monogamist throughout my whole, all my 20s. And after I got, I got divorced when I was about 27, 28. And so I just started dating people again. And I just learned more about, you know, like the world is becoming, you know, there's, I think it's been going on for a long time. There have been all alternate, like, you know, relationship structures, but just, you know, the internet and, you know, Dan Savage's podcast and all kinds of things are now making it so that, oh, hey, and, the, you know, books like Sex at Dawn and The Ethical Slut and uh, there's just all, you know, the cult, there's all these subcultures that are popping up that, you know, you can be more aware of now. If you, like, I was just, I was at a show last night in Virginia and it was at a college, and after the show, I was, I, they were like, oh, you drove down from New York? And there was this kid, he was like, uh, yo, my, my girlfriend's girlfriend lives in New Jersey. And I was like, pardon? And I was, he was like, oh, I'm my, I, have a, I, have a, I have two girlfriends, and they each have their own girlfriends. We're polyamorous. And I was like, wow, you're a, you're a child. You're a baby. And so it's like, the, all, there's so many people these days. It's like such a, it's a thing now. That's amazing to me. Uh, and so for me, it's just a matter of like, you know, I... Knew when I got out of the marriage, I was like, I can't imagine ever being with only one, only one person forever. Like because you don't, I mean, you you don't get everything from one person, even if you are married. Like you have friends, you know, you have other outlets, you have relatives. Like you know, the, obviously, the, so the idea that only one person like can or should provide you. I mean, you know, if you want only one person to provide you, like sexual satisfaction or, uh, you know, or whatever emote, you know. Like, I like the idea of, of having one person that's like the emotional, you know, rock partner, build a family with, live with, sure. but then also who acknowledges that, you know, over the course of a lifetime, you're human and, you know, decades will go by and you'll be attracted to other people. And that doesn't mean that you don't love your partner. It doesn't mean you don't love your wife or husband or whoever you love. Like, 
the fact that you know you can you can have two you know you can have two kids and like which one do you you have to pick one you you can only love one kid you can only love only have one best friend like you could have as many you know love doesn't you know d- dilute you know if there's more people that you love like you love which parent you have, oh you can't you can't love both parents so you have to split your love between them like it's only romantic love or sexual attraction right. love that people are like oh no you can only have one so just the fact i mean obviously people are like what about jealousy what if they leave you i mean i've i'm less worried about people about me leaving about people leaving if i'm like we love each other we're awesome and like I'll you know for me it was like a matter of like on my lifestyle I would go on the road and like I it was kind of cool because I would talk about it on podcasts and people would email me and be like hey I'm in this town and I I agree with you and uh, I'm married and so but come here and we'll do something right. and so I would go to a town and do something with a person let my girlfriend know she would do things sometimes and uh, it was super like it's just uh, I think more and more people are like open to like my girlfriend who I just broke up with she was not on like she was it wasn't like her you know, necessarily her desire or cup of tea going into things, right. but she had, she was a fan. She had heard me talk about it. And so I, I was never, you know, I was always completely upfront about it. Uh, and so, and it turned out to be something that like worked really great. Uh, and was there, was there at any point in this relationship jealousy? Uh, I mean, I think only before we really nailed it all down, like, you know, for, cause for a few months we dated, uh, just, you know, like casually, like, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, we didn't have a relationship defining uh, conversation until a few months in. And so when we had that conversation, like and that was a little rough, uh, just try, sort of hammering out what we were going to do. But and I thought we might it might break us up just because, it, you know, I we were coming from different places. But for her, I think the, the turning point was she was she was just like, can you will you tell me like whenever you do something? Right. right. Because up until that point. There had been times when, like, I had been out on, like, on a date with somebody else or, and she knew, like, she kind of knew. Like, I didn't, like, tell her because that di- that didn't seem like that wasn't, we didn't have an agreement at that point. And when you're just dating in the beginning, you don't, you know, you can just date. You can, like, there is no necessarily commitment, you know, until, until that you make one. But she was like, I remember there was, she was like, I remember there was a time when you, like, I think you went out and you told me you were going bowling with some, you told me, and I was like, bowling is like a big group activity or it's a date. Right. And you told me you were going bowling with somebody. <laughs> so I assumed you were out on a date. And so I was, she was like, I was nervous. Like, I mean, I didn't know what was going on. But so w- not knowing was the thing that I think makes people, you know, more, I mean, made her more anxious. So once now, like when I was like, ah, I went away, I hooked up with somebody, I'm telling you about it, I'm back home now, I love you, we're still together, like that, is, that has nothing to do with us, and uh, I mean, other than I'm happy that you're cool, uh, yeah. and we're both cool with, you know, allowing that to happen, and the fact, I mean, wh- the first time that she hooked up with, she hooked up with like, an, old, an old friend or an old boyfriend or something, like when he, you know, he came to town, and she told me about it. I think we were both like a little nervous to each t- to tell in- initially. Right. And so there was definitely like a little twinge of like, oh, you know, I mean, but for me, it was more like 90 something percent just happy that she was on board, you know, that it wasn't that she wasn't just giving lip service to the idea like, oh, of course. And like hoping that it would go some other way in the future that she was like really embarking on it. Yeah. I mean, l- listening to you explain the whole concept and making comparisons to the fact that, you know, your love doesn't dilute uh, and that romantic relationships it seems to be the, the only <laughs> the only instance where we treat love 
like that where yeah. you could only have one and it's and i mean especially i mean i mean i don't want to sound sexist but i think it's especially for females it's so hard for them to 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 believe that sex has nothing to do with uh, love that has nothing to do with you. I mean, it could. It could, oh yeah, it could. Of course. But the fact that you even have sex with somebody else has nothing. And this is why I was so intrigued about it when I first heard you talk about it. Because here, I'm, I, I said to myself, here is <laughs> here is an educated, smart person uh, who is not. He's not on the Howard Stern show talking about banging broads yeah. and, and, and all this other stuff. He's coming at it from an honest. Uh, learned uh, perspective and uh, it's it's so interesting and it makes so much sense and it's never going to catch on <laughs> in the mainstream oh no but it, I mean it it doesn't have to like but honestly I do feel like the same way like polyamory and non-monogamy and open relationships like may have existed I'm sure for you know de- years decades yeah. like obviously I mean Going back, you know, in human evolution, like the book Sex at Dawn is all about how, you know, humans hundreds of thousands of years ago, like this was sort of the main way that they, you know, grouped like, you know, and it was like, like, look at bonobos. Like that's what the, the main comparison is that we were, you know, like there's bonobos and chimps and humans. And the idea was like, I think chimps were like mainly monogamous, but bonobos were mainly uh, non-monogamous and humans was, it was postulated were like more like bonobos initially, but we've now since brought the construct of monogamy you know, into our society, which is fine, again, if you want it. But you can want whatever you want. You can ask for whatever you want. You can try to do whatever you want. And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It, like, as long as you have everybody involved in it uh, on board, as right. long as it's not, you know, as long as it's honest and communicative and not deceptive. And, like, there's a, there's a woman uh, in L.A. who is ma- married in an open relationship who I've... Uh, like it's great like we're friends but then like we're we can just do whatever we want yeah and like and she's you know she's not leaving her husband and i wasn't leaving my girlfriend for for her it's just uh legit uh like you you can do it i mean and, and oh, the thing i was gonna say is it's like it's sort of i think akin to like where homosexuality sort of was mm-hmm. maybe like 50 75 years ago where you know obviously today's day and age like we said it's not going to catch on in the mainstream right i think the same way homosexuality isn't going to catch on with everybody because not everybody has necessarily the same you know desire and or you know natural inclination or whatever you know I, I not think, every not I, everybody's gay I, no, right right but and not everybody <laughs> not everybody wants uh, you know openness either but i think mo- the more that like it used to be like if you were gay you didn't even you couldn't even ask people you wouldn't be open about it right because you would be worried that you'd get you know murdered or beaten up or whatever so you had to you know have secret codes or handshakes or go to a club and be like hey is this uh, this place the play that to be this thing right and like i know obviously <laughs> over the past you know number of decades things aren't, aren't perfect yet but they're certainly well on their way and like you can be openly gay in many places in this country at least yeah i mean other countries are still murdering them and it's you know they're like where there's like sorcery is illegal also but <laughs> but like so th- now i think uh, you know open relationships and polyamory are like in the same kind of place that homosexuality was uh you know decades ago where you know not everybody's talking about like plenty of people are doing it 
and just like keeping it on the down low and being like, we're doing it. Like, you know, a couple might go to a swingers club once a month right. and not tell all their friends. A couple, you know, might have an open relationship and not even be out about it to their friends. Just, you know, they'll date people. They'll do their own thing within the community. But like more and more, I think people will be sort of outspoken about it. Like I might go on, uh, you know, Shane Moss has a new podcast. Uh, where he he and his girlfriend April Macy uh, call it's called Double Date and so they go on a a double date with like another couple or you know a comedian and it's usually a comedian and their girlfriend or they had like two porn stars on once who were in a relationship and uh, so I might go on with this you know married person that I've you know been involved with and like because I think it is sort of important for uh, you know a lot of people will hear this and think that. Uh, Oh, it's obviously guys want this. Guys want to have sex with a lot of girls. Yeah. And girls will just go along with it. Like, I've talked about it with Baron Vaughn because he is also uh, polyamory identified. Mm -hmm. And he's talked about it on his podcast. And he's gotten some people who are like, yeah, any chick that says she wants that is just like, she's just go, she's just trying to please a man. When I know, I know personally, at least, you know, a handful of women, you know, like three, four, five women who are like way on board, you know, have open marriages, open relationships, uh, or, at or want that them and it's just that they're not as outspoken about it because they don't have to be the same way that half the country has done has smoked pot right but you know but pot is still illegal because everybody's just like who cares never mind i'm not i'm not gonna you know a businessman isn't gonna come out and be like pot should be legal because it doesn't have to he, <laughs> he's like i'm just smoking pot it's fine everything's right. so everybody's sort of you know, but that makes it so that the people who are loudest about it are the ones who are like, see, it's no good. Everybody doesn't like it. We can make things up about it. But so I do think that it is going to be more like 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 this kid at this college who was like, yeah, I'm a polyamorous. Like, uh, I think that is going to happen more and more, you know, with as younger people get older. Yeah. That's interesting. When now when you introduce this concept to uh, to a to a, a lady that you want to start to get involved with. Do you set other ground rules? Like I'd imagine uh, a, 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 a ground rule might be, well, if you're going to see other people, if you can have sex with other people, you have to wear protection. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I, that is, that is a general standard thing. Right. Uh, like, I mean, if you're in a relationship, uh, you know, even if you're in like a monogamous relationship, it makes sense to use protection at least for some amount of time until you know each other and trust each other. And, uh, and if, you know, you can have eventually, yeah, ideally, if you can, you know, not use protection with your partner, but do use protection with other people because you obviously don't want to bring home uh, any diseases that you don't already have. Uh, but uh, just just keep the diseases that you already That's have right. in, in house. That's and, right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think other rules, too. Like, I mean, everybody has to make up their own things. Like I when I was dating this girl and she lived in New York and I lived in New York, like I wouldn't I wouldn't go around like dating other people in new york just we didn't talk about it specifically right but like if we're if we're here if we're if we're there together like that that's where that's our place you know so for me it would be more like a, a travely thing which i think makes i think might make more sense to people as well like i've always i always sort of understood you know when you hear about like a traveling salesman who has like a family in one town and then a family across the country right. how can he do that i mean like I understand, like, you can have emotions and romantic connections and feelings for different people, and especially if your life is like, oh, I have some life over here and some life over there, I get having, you know, you could have a, uh, a lady in every port. I mean, and there's people who do that and just don't call it, you know, they're just like, oh, I just, uh, like, Todd Barry has that joke about uh, on Facebook, there's, you know, your, your relationship statuses, there's, you know, single, 
in a relationship and it's complicated. <laughs> right. and it's like, oh, it's complicated. Let me guess. You are having sex with a lot of people. Uh, yeah, there's already, a, there's already a thing for that. That's called single. And I mean, it's a funny joke, but also uh, I think obviously in today's day and age, you can, ha- you can have, you know, situations that aren't just in one relationship or, you know, involved with one person. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's all kinds, like, I think other rules might be like you know depend on like how much people want to know like like for us it was like tell what ha- tell that something happened and then the other person could ask whatever they wanted or not ask they could be like oh tell me what you did or tell me how you met or how you knew the person or you know whether like sometimes it would be like for me it would be i hooked up with an ex-girlfriend once and then other times it would be some you know like a fan or somebody who is like you know like i said like a like-minded soul who like listen to me on a podcast or it could be just a per like a waitress at a club you right know? so you're you're basically you're doing this podcast now just so you can find some more hookups i didn't even bring this up <laughs> but yeah it's perfect it's really working out we didn't do a pre-interview or anyone anything anyone we didn't do a pre-interview or anyone uh i w- mean would you ever yeah. get married again yeah i would i mean it would have to be obviously with a person who like i mean i even when, when I got into this, the, the relationship with the girl that I was most recently with, like, when we had the conversation where we were like, oh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend now, that you have to define, every, every couple has to define what that means for them. I mean, and I think that, obviously, if you're into monogamy, if that's, if that's your thing, a lot of assumptions get made there yeah. that might not even, might not pan out the way, because... Uh, if two people make different assumptions, like some people are like, don't flirt with anybody. And some people are like, flirt with whoever you want. You know, I, I was in relationships before that were like sort of, you know, not quite as open as, as I would have wanted. But, you know, there were people who were like, sure, like make out with a stranger drunk in a bar if you want. Just don't go home with somebody mm. or like, you know, like making out is fine. Wow. But, you know, sleeping with them's not fine. You know. Uh, I feel like there definitely are more maybe I don't think it's just in like the comedy world like I've dated some comedians and artists and musicians and things but the person that I was most recently with was not of that ilk right Uh, she was a civilian she was was one Uh, of those normal jobs yeah very normal uh, that you've heard of it and everything as a kid, you can, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, like, it's, I think that it is important. So I think that that's where like a lot of disagreements can come up in monogamous relationships where people are like, Hey, what were you, what were you doing? You're not supposed to do that. Like, I don't, we, because you just, you don't, I think that's the reason that, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, sort of your, your heteronormative, you know, just like male, female assumed monogamous coupling can, you know, not have not be on all the same pages because you they just assume that you know they don't have a discussion about it because they're like oh we just do the thing that society says to do right and like don't let i mean it's important you know to know like what your partner wants and what what they you know what their what sets them off and what their uh boundaries are because maybe i mean if you're in anybody who's listening if you're in a, a relationship that you think is monogamous be like are we allowed to make out with other people is that cool like that's <laughs> see that wouldn't even dawn on most people god damn it it doesn't dawn on me that's for sure <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine asking my wife, hey, you know, uh, is it okay if I make out with somebody? I mean, I think I think she would. Uh, and she and she's awesome. And she's she's not that girl. She's not sure. that, that, uh, that I would not never even think of. 
I mean, also but that's an option. Yeah. You also, I mean, have once you have kids, like you're not gonna go out. You're like, hey, you take care of these kids. I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> see what I can uh, pick up uh, wherever uh, where the kids aren't. Like, I mean, so the whether I would get married, I would. So the point is, I would get married certainly to somebody who you know understood and was on the same page. Was like, you know, had this idea at least, if not, you know, resonate completely with them. Be like, oh, you know. I wouldn't get married to somebody immediately. Like I, right. I got married the first time after like a year and a half, and uh, and then we got divorced after like three years. And so I feel like three. Now I'm like I'm not gonna get married until I've known somebody and been with them like you know three three and a half years to make sure that because that's before I got married I'd never been with anybody up more than a year and I was like oh a year that's good and I never wanted to be with anyone more than a year I guess this is <laughs> this is how it is, this to, is it. to feel forever and like oh three so maybe I'll get married again after three and a half years and then we'll make it to seven and be like oh well I guess that's that but I mean I honestly do think that uh, if I you know I, I, I think that I am in a place where I am more ready to meet somebody and be with them for an extended you know for a lifetime potentially right uh, especially because i know that it doesn't it won't have to be it won't have to be only that person and not even to say that like i'm gonna go out every week or every month even and like make something happen but just the fact that you know you can is like this real relief this real valve <laughs> of like you know like sure there's always this grass is greener like when you're in a relationship you're like oh, i wish i wasn't when you're out of i mean like now i'm i'm single for the first i'm not used to being single yeah and it's like uh, you know Ted Alexandro's joke where he's like being single. You know, yep. it's like euphoria sometimes, and then uh, and you know uh, sadness, and so it's like you know look, like sadness five minutes before you go to sleep every night, and euphoria the rest of the, the rest time. Of the time and that's right. Like, and I, you know, sometimes those uh, those numbers are off for me, but right now, but definitely I feel that you know, uh, yeah. When you have somebody, when you have somebody that you care about and you love, even if you're not living with them and sleeping with them every night, just knowing that they're out there in the world, you can talk to them, you can think about them. Uh, like that's a beautiful thing, and I I love having that, and I miss that, and I'm you know I'm sad now that I don't have it. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know. Uh, so I do. I'm okay on my own too. I'm my own person. I'm an individual. I can be. I can be like this. I'm fine. But uh, you know, I'm definitely. Uh, you know, I like being in a good relationship. I mean, I'd rather be in you know no relationship than the wrong one. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'd that's rather, healthy. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of people. A lot of people don't think that way. No, I mean, and I also don't always act that. I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna jump into a relationship, but I'll certainly when I'm single, I will like take no, take advantage of whatever opportunities are like. Ah, hey, this person might want to do a thing. Great. Who are they? Doesn't matter. I, I you know. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, so that was sort of my pattern. Would be like when I got out of a big relationship, I would like date around a little while. You know, like hook up with people here and there, and then sort of like hone in on like, oh, this will be the next big relationship, and you know, it only be single for like weeks or possibly months, but not not much longer than that. Right. And this is, I mean, this, this sort of lifestyle is so incredibly uh, conducive to what you do. You're, you're a comedian, you're on the road. It, 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 it sort of, uh, it, 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 fits, it fits like a puzzle, Mike. It does. I, I solved it, other than the fact that uh, I do still love that girl. <laughs> uh, other, other, that's a missing piece. But, uh, I mean, I just don't know what it would look like to have, you know, for me in my life to have, you know, like to look, I, obviously there are comedians who have wives and children yep. and make it work. But, uh, I don't know how it would fit in my life 
right now. A wife, yes, but children. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know so. how comedians do that. It's hard. I. Uh, it's it's a mystery. Do you work from home or do you go yeah, to a place? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's 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 good and bad. It's good and bad. Uh, it's not always the most productive place to uh, try to get shit done. Um, but um, so what? Uh, let's let's talk about uh, your the, the comedy. What what is going on? You you not so recently, but your your latest uh, physical project was uh, your your musical album. Yes. with uh, Micah Sherman. Yep, that which, came out in September. Yeah, which is excellent. So uh, if you guys don't have that, you should you should definitely oh, check thank, that out. It was, thank you. It's called it's, Please Be Seated. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that. Uh, I and I do have more things in the works of uh, like some people. If you're like that's music, I want stand up. Then I actually <laughs> did record for a new album uh, at Acme in Minneapolis yeah. in September, and so and I just did a photo shoot and uh, so getting ready to hopefully get that all edited and out in a few months. And it's going to be called Meat Robot, uh, and it's a new CD from Comedy Central Records. Oh, very nice! Congratulations. Thank you. And then I'm also on April 3rd. 2013. I don't know when you're listening to this, mm-hmm. but if it's before April 3rd, then you can come see me tape an hour special in Boston, uh, which will be pretty much completely different than the other, all the other albums that I put out, too. So that'll be, you know, a visual and audio experience that uh, you can get free tickets at theblacklistnyc.com slash MYQ. And uh, there's two shows. It's Wednesday, April 3rd. And is I'm it, excited to do that. Is it the Wilbur? It is at the Wilbur. Oh, uh, Super. Yeah, I'm excited. I went to see Gary Goldman did his taping there in sometime last year, and then I, I think his special in this economy yeah. came out. Uh, I think in December or so. Yeah. And so he he did I think the same thing, the same production company, same theater. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hopefully hopefully having the same type of. Uh, I mean his his thing was amazing. So oh, I just want to be. I just want to. I want the Go- Gary Goldman experience. Good. Well, he's he's. Uh He's, he's wonderful. He's so wonderful. Yeah. So funny. But uh, yeah, so that's hopefully, I mean, I'm, I have the, the comedy ready to go and just waiting for the people to show up on the day and uh, then we'll have it. And so the, the album is different material than, than the, wow, that's, that's great. Yeah, it was originally going to be, I think, only one thing, but I had more than I needed and, uh, and, it would, and more time passed. So since September, and it's a, from September to April, I wrote more things. It's not April yet, but I still will be writing right. more things. Uh, will be. That's what I call the Wilby Theater also, uh, for sure. I'm going to do it at Wilby. Uh, will be at Wilby. Uh, I don't do that. Don't ever do it. Uh, I mean, you can. Do what you want. You're an adult, probably. Maybe you're a kid. I don't know who's listening. Uh, but you can do most of what you want. Listen to adults also. But, uh, yeah, I so originally I was like, oh, I should just do, you know, have the CD and the special be the same. But then I was talking with my manager and he's like, could you have them be totally different? And I was like, maybe. And I just looked at all the jokes that I had and I was like, yeah, I have, I have another hour ready to go. So, cause I hadn't recorded any standup, you know, since my album taping for my first CD in 2009. So it's been, right. you know, just three and a half, four years. And, yeah. Uh, it's time. Yeah. It's time for more of Mike Kaplan. It's happening. It, it good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Now, who's, uh, what's the situation with uh, the DVD recording? Who's putting that out? Or do you uh, not know yet? New Wave is producing it, right. and then we will uh, shop they it will around. S- yeah, sell it to somebody. They uh, do a good job of that. They yeah, work with Showtime. They work with. Uh, there's Netflix. always Netflix. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Uh, people yeah. like Todd Glass and Moshe Kasher. Absolutely. Di- direct to Netflix. And uh, yeah, and Gary's went to Comedy Central. So there's there's a lot of possibilities. Yeah. 
Well, good for you, Mike. Thank you. Uh, this has been uh, an eye-opening educational chat. I always appreciate you talking to me. Oh, I always like talking to you. It's been ear opening, eye opening, <laughs> mouth opening, you know, all the openings. <laughs> and I an opening chat about openings. It's uh it's it's thank you. Thank you. Um all right guys, that's been Mike Kaplan. Say, I, say, I was, say I was goodbye, him. he can hear you. Good goodbye. <laughs> And there you have it. Thanks to Mike Kaplan again for spending some time with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I feel educated. I hope you guys feel educated. I hope it was entertaining. It was it was entertaining to me. Uh, and um, I highly, like I said at the top of the show, I highly recommend you download Mike's new album, Meet Robot. And it's M-E-A-T Robot. It's not, hey, glad to meet you, Robot. It's Meet Robot. Uh, that's on iTunes. You could you could download that immediately. I promise uh, that you will not be disappointed. Um, and if you haven't already subscribed to the Laugh Spin podcast, I know you're listening, but maybe you're streaming. Maybe you haven't subscribed. Please subscribe. It would really make us happy. It would really help us out. Um, you could do that on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Uh, there are many ways you could listen to us. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to drop me a line. I'm at Dylan at LaughSpin.com, D-Y-L-A-N at LaughSpin.com. And be sure to follow LaughSpin on Twitter. We're at LaughSpin.com on Twitter and on Facebook and Tumblr. And, of course, you should also be checking out LaughSpin.com every day, many times a day for a constant stream of info on the comedy world. Thanks, guys. We will see you next time on the Last Spin Podcast. <laughs>